Hey, I am so glad that you're here. I have a favor to ask. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, and if you have not leaving me a, a rating and review, I would really appreciate if you did it. This is one thing that the the powers that be, the, the way that um, I show up, the way the podcast shows up on like keyword searches, um, that the suggestions by Apple and Google and Spotify and you know, Alexa, all the things, um, but is by the number of ratings and reviews. So if you wouldn't mind, if you enjoy it at all, please leave me a rating review. I would really appreciate it. Now that that's out of the way, I have an episode for you. So today I'm going to kind of conclude the um, Clear the Clutter series. There's one that I talk about that I'm, I'm going to do one more. It's going to be a little while from now because I have to um, connect with someone on it, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth the wait. But today I really t- dove into what this whole why are we uncovering and clearing the clutter in the first place? It's to figure out who we are and what what we're doing here. So here we go. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host. And I intended for this podcast to wrap up the clear the clutter. And I really wanted to touch on clearing the spiritual clutter because we, we talk about, um, you know, there's so many things as a Christian, as a Christ follower, we want to do the right things. We want to honor God in our thoughts and our, in our minds and our actions and our obedience and our thoughts we want so much to grow like Jesus. That is our ultimate goal. And it dawned on me that like, as I was diving into what that looked like, I, I got really excited. And then I was like, you know what, this will be a better, um, well, it'd be better handled in a different way. And so I'm going to table that for a few, for a little while. Um, it'll be on here eventually. Um, but I want to, I want to talk, I'm going to ask one of my pastor friends to have that conversation with me. Cause I think it would, it's such a, a useful one because when we talk about our spiritual lives, there are so many things we do simply because it's what we think we should do or whether there's the, it's that legalistic side or that fear, we do it out of fear instead of love or, you know, whatever it may be, we will, we'll do those things. And so it's coming, but as I was researching, as I was really sitting and thinking, okay, what are some of the things that I didn't talk about with clearing the clutter? 
we talked about physical clutter, which I am, I wish that I was an organizational genius. I realized that my, um, my oneness and wanting things in order, um, that is one where I deviate from one is you would think my office is completely organized. And if I spun this around, you would see that my office is kind of a disaster. I have a pile here, I have a pile there. I have different piles of papers. I love papers. I like writing things instead of typing them a lot of times when I'm trying to get creative. I've recognized that about myself is I do better writing versus typing. So we talked about the, the physical clutter and and even with that, I have been taking time to clear things out that don't match me now. That some of the decorations that I have, um, some of this, the things in my space, I was like, you know, I just don't want it around. So I've been clearing that out. I have been, well, it's fall now. So taking the time to actually bring in the fall things that really make me happy and bringing those in and, um, and decorating the house a little bit, you know, in, in a couple of key areas. And one of my favorite things is I love candles. I love candlelight. Not, I love the battery operated, the like fake candles that look real because really exciting about them is you can set them on a timer. So they go on about between six and seven every night and they go off four hours later, which is about time for bed. And so it's something that I don't have to do every day because one of the things that I realized like, what all the things that I have to touch, all, all the things that I have to do, I need to simplify that. So, um, and also I just know that if I went around and lit all of these bunch of candles, um, one of them would get, would not get lit or one of them would not get blown out or I have teenagers. So they would blow them out constantly just to relight them. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. Anyway, while I was searching for this, like things to unclutter, I have been searching for the right, I'm, I'm in the middle of a rebrand. I, I feel like my focus is changing a little bit. I, I alluded to it. If you see my new um, podcast art, like this whole idea of surviving doesn't sit well with me. We have choices. I want to encourage you to have a thriving life thriving, like way more than just living. And what is stopping us from having a thriving life? And also what is the definition of a thriving life? Because being a rich um, and traveling the world 365 days a year, is that thriving? Is it staying home and having an amazing house and, um, and all the things, so all the pottery barn things, is that thriving? Is that, and, or is it staying home and being able to give, 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 and, and just know that your servant's heart, you're, you're doing what you're called to do. That's thriving. It's whatever you decide is better than just living. It's whatever you decide is intentional. And when I, was looking at what does a thriving life look like for me? Because I need to know what it looks like I, in order to express it to you. And so to ask those questions, and then I realized that the more I uncovered my who I truly am, what makes me really happy and aligns me with my calling, my purpose, and God, and all the things that he wants for me, 
um, as well as the direction he has and the path for me, it's centered around identity. I realized that out of all of the women that I've coached, the one common question that we work on is the, who am I now? Who am I? And this question is something we ask through every transition of life. I remember coming home and I just had my, my son, my firstborn, and I was so excited about being a mom. So excited. At this time, I was still in the Air Force. Um, I had an amazing job. I worked with amazing people. And I had a job that had a calling or a purpose. And with that, with that, I knew who I was in that moment. Like I was Captain Imlay. I was an Air Force officer. I had, um, I knew my job, my role. And then all of a sudden I, I have this little baby who, I, this is a role that I've been waiting for, for nine months. And a role that I wanted and what I wasn't what I wasn't expecting was postpartum depression. What I wasn't expecting is to see him and not want to cuddle him all the time and not want to hold him, not want to redress him, not want to, you know, all the things that you ooh and ah over babies. I loved him. Luckily, he wasn't a super cuddly baby. He wanted to be near you, but not touching you. He liked the spread eagle. He liked he. He, we call him baby Houdini because if we swaddled him, no matter how hard and how many pins, he would get himself out of it. Cause he wanted to be spread eagle. He wanted space. I actually think that's why he came early is because he just ran out of room and needed, needed to be out in the world. And with that, I had to question myself. It's like, who am I now? At that time, I was also transitioning out of the Air Force. So going from this where I knew my purpose, I could wake up and I knew what I was doing to all of a sudden I have this this creature, this baby that I'm taking care of, who everyone else seems to have it, a knack for it. And it didn't come very naturally. I wanted to breastfeed and I couldn't. My body did not do that. And, but that's, that's what you were told to do. And I'm an Enneagram one, so I will just learn how to do it better. And I, I had some depression with that. And I had that sleepless nights and the um, feeling like a failure and loving my son, but not wanting him on me, not wanting him around, wanting him to just be quiet. And the guilt that comes from that. So I say this because this question, it comes often. When I went from having toddlers to school age, I asked the question, when I went from being a, a wife to a widow, I asked that question of who am I now? When I go from being a, you know, living in California to living in Oklahoma, I asked the question, who am I now? Even when I was younger and moving from base to base as a, as a kid, I asked the question, who am I now? When I realized that when we asked this question, it's so much deeper than just the surface of who do we want to be or the selfishness of wanting to understand. It comes from that deep soul of like, what do I do now? What is my purpose with this? How do I handle, how do I manage this? I've never been here before. I don't know what it is. And whether it's empty nester or changing jobs 
or moving to a place, even if you chose to move it, there's still that loss. There's still that, okay, who am I now? Even when it's something good, who am I now? Something you get to answer. And that's what I help women do. And when I was looking at clearing the clutter, I was realizing that so many times in order to find our identity, we have to clear the clutter of what doesn't belong, what doesn't fit us now, what doesn't say who we are. And so we get to see, we get to look at what stories are we telling ourselves? What beliefs do we hold that are no longer true? Because I guarantee that you have some, some beliefs that maybe were rooted in the circumstances, rooted in your trauma, rooted in your the belief of who you were, that don't align with your beliefs, your identity now. And so you have to look at those. And our brains are wanting to keep us surviving. Our brains want us to survive. Our brains really want us to just lay in bed all day because it takes the least amount of calories. It takes the least amount of effort and we know how to handle that. Our brain's like, I got you. We will stay. We will stay right where we are. No need for that thriving life. No need to try something we haven't tried before because we know how to handle this. And though it may not be completely thriving, but we're happy enough. We know enough. And as I was reading and as I was looking, it's like, we don't. When we're asking ourselves the question of who are we now, it's how have we grown? What do we want now in this season? Who am I to the people around me? Who am I to God? Who am I to myself? And these are all questions that you get to be really honest with yourself about because it changes. Just like the who you are as a mom changes from the time you have school age kids to teenagers. You don't, you don't parent in the same way. You don't direct them in the same way. You don't talk to them in the same way. You don't give them instruction the same way. You don't give them all the answers the same way. You have to guide, the, the way you guide changes. And so we look for clues that that they don't, that things don't match up, that things don't feel right. And the difference is, is that when you ask yourself the question, and you really get honest. You get to see the things that are stopping you. You get to see the expectations from others that so many times, and they mean well, some of your best friends, they they want to keep you protected. And they also, we want harmony. We want that, we want to know the, um, oh, what is the word? Um, homeostasis. We want to understand our environment. And when God calls you to a new transition, to embrace a new season of life, you also get to grow in your identity as well. And sometimes it's hard because we have these expectations put on us or ourselves, which is what we talked about last week. But we have these things that it, like, our brains tell us we need to stay. Just, just sit here. It's safer. Just sit here. We're going to survive this. Um, thriving is too hard. We're just going to stay right here. And when we do that, we limit ourselves. When we do that, we are stopping our identity from getting closer to who God created us to be.
when we do that, we look for clues in the world. We are constantly trying to decide who we are based on our external external circumstances, external um, things, external you know outward appearance from our friends, our environment, our work, our um, the hats that we wear, the who we are to the kids at school, and who are we over here? And we try to look out. We look at all of the things that people need from us, and that becomes our identity. But friend, we cannot keep that because if we continue to search out who we are based on what other people need from us, we get burnt out. One, because we're doing so many things that we were not called to do. And two, it's because it does not align with who God created you to be. So this is why I'm talking about we clearing clear the clutter to uncover your identity, to create the identity, to regain, reclaim, and enjoy who God created you to be. And when I tell you that the, the world will tell you, if you don't look, if you don't decide, if you don't get really specific, and if you allow those, those outside things to validate, the world will validate what you say. They'll validate, your, your brain wants to be right, and we'll always look for ways to be right. Always, always look for ways to be right and validate like C told you. So if you get the, the kudos for making the really good cupcakes, then you're gonna know that, well, part of my identity is I bring the cupcakes. Is I, I need to bring the really good baked goods for X, Y, Z. And then the next time you bring them and you get more kudos. And I was like, oh, I was looking for those. That's a, a small example. But what if you, it's, I mean, I, what is it for you? What do you do? And all of my Enneagram twos out there, listen to this, please, because that that's just your innate, that's your like innate inside of you is to give and to serve. But even for you, that's not who you're, that's not who you're called to be. That is not your actual identity. You don't need to do anything to earn love say that again. You don't need to do anything to earn love. We love you because of who you are. And that's with, and, and we love you. And well, God loves you because of who you are. So what do we look to, to define our identity? And instead of those outside things, those outside world validations. And I think that it's important that we really look at the story of our lives. What do we learn through circumstances? What is a trait that has carried you through? And one of the things that was brought up to me when I was talking about, I was, I was working with a, in a, in a coaching group. It was a bunch of coaches and we were really, we bring our problems. We bring, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. And I was telling them, like, I just, I'm trying to figure out who I help. Like, what is it now? Because I know that it's grown and I know that there's, you know, and, and so she's, she mentioned, she's like, Tammy, you've said multiple times that you're willing to work to find out who you are. She's like, you have grit, you have through all circumstances. And I was like, that is, that is part of what made me me. So look back, what's a thread of a character trait that has changed, molded, matured over time, but it's still part of you. 
is it the kindness? Is it the confidence? Is it the um, the courage, the strength, the the grit? Is it the resiliency, the the ability to get yourself motivated um, even when you don't want to be? The ability to get yourself up even though you get knocked down. All of these things you can see because life is all about transition. It's about trials. It's about growth. So when we start to clear the path of what other people expect from us and really get down to who does God say we are and how did he make us? What do I like doing? Do I even like making those cupcakes? No, they. I do it because of that external validation. No, I don't because I. I if I make cupcakes, I want to keep them all myself and eat them. Um, no, because that takes time from my people. No, because I'm not able to do this other thing that I know that I'm supposed to do. But yet we still continue to go without the external validation. So when we clear the clutter of our identity, when we get clear of what do we like, what do we not like, what, what do we look to to define us, and do we look outside ourselves, our families, our coworkers, our bosses, our friends, um, our, our hats that we wear, or do we look inside and say, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And hint. When you identify your weaknesses, be grateful for those because those were put there for a reason. Those were put there to keep you reminded that you need to connect to God. They also were not put there to be fixed. When I released that, it, a weight was lifted. When I realized that I need to understand my weaknesses, but I focus on my strengths because those strengths actually cover the weaknesses. Also, with other people and the other things in life cover and there's resources and support for the weaknesses. But if you pour into your strengths, because that's where that's where the gold is, that's where your calling and your purpose is. That's why you can do what you do and why those weaknesses are not keeping you held back. When we focus on the weaknesses, we focus on, on that part of our identity, it is going to hold us back. When I focused on the fact that I always wanted to improve and I'm never good enough and I um, and I, I just, I need to learn a little more, I was stuck and I was overwhelmed and I was anxious and I was not happy. When I stepped into the fact that, well, I can go into any situation and I can, I can talk to just about anybody. I can go into any situation and confidently answer questions. Even if it's something I don't know, I don't mind not knowing the answer. I can ask questions to understand more. Um, I can have, like, I can see pieces of puzzles and opportunities and growth and hope in circumstances that others may not have put together. It's like, well, with that, now I start to see how I can, how my identity has cultivated or um, can go into the purpose that God has given me. I can see that my strengths are what he's using. The weaknesses are what he's using to stay connected to him. Those things, those limitations I have, those are my thorn in the side, like Paul. Those are what keeps me connected because when I, when he touches that, when we push on that, when I lean on those, that's when it's like, okay, 
how do I need, how do I get help? Whether it's from him directly or from talking to his people, talking, getting wise counsel. But the biggest thing is your identity is, well, know that you actually get to decide a lot of that. You don't get to pick some of your strengths and weaknesses, of course. You don't, but your identity is based on your beliefs, which are based on your thoughts. We get to create our own thoughts. We get to create those that belief, that identity, and we get to rewrite the ones that don't serve, that serve us, that don't feel aligned. That identity that you can never be loved. Not true. Identity that says that you're not worthy. Not true. The identity that says that there's not more for you and this is your lot in life, it's not true. That is your brain keeping you surviving. That's the enemy keeping you because he knows if you start to align with who you really are then and what your, your beliefs really are and your thoughts, if you start to control your thoughts and not let the enemy have a way with them, then you're going to be, you're going to have more faith. You're going to be able to step into more of who God's called you to be. Friend, find out who you are. Find out. And when you do, it's a beautiful thing. I have another workshop coming up. I'm actually going to change it because as I'm finding out more about it's it's not these three things to have the, the thriving life. It is really what do we need to remove to in order to, to start discovering, to creating, to reclaiming and regaining and answering the question, who am I now? So my next workshop is going to be on that. I will have, um, it'll be the same link that TamiMarieCoaching.com backslash workshop. I'll have that up really soon. So you can schedule, so you can go and it's, it's free. And it's just an hour of your time to see what's possible, to see who you are and to see what am I holding on to that doesn't serve me anymore? What if, what circumstances, what, um, transition and how do I embrace the transitions of life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing, and the thriving? How do we define that? And how do we get that no matter what circumstance we're going through? Friend, I want you there. I cannot wait to see you. I can't wait to talk to you. I just, I can't wait to connect with you. If, you're, if you want to go deeper, if you want to see what's possible, contact me because I have I have a program for you I have a program forget about program again it's taking things away I have a possibility I have an offer for you I have a, a transformation for you so click on the link to get connected with me and see what 20 minutes what's possible with that friend choose joy until joy chooses you